now the podcast starts. Hello, dear listener. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about horror. Sometimes we talk about other things, and sometimes we swear. My wonderful co-host this episode is the marvellous Ian Winterton. Say hello, Ian. Hello, hello Ian. Ian. <laughs> we will. I'm going to stop doing that soon because it's just a bit of a bad joke. Y- We'll either stop it soon or we'll never stop it, Ian. It might just go on forever, so we'll have to make a decision. Um, Stuart Lee Lee School of Comedy. (laughs) Yes, the endless repetition. It just gets funnier. Um, And I am TD Velasquez, but to dear listener, as always, you can call me Dan. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. See, that was a callback, Ian. I'm get. I know what I'm doing here. Um, okay, you can so okay, comedy so... on our yes, horror podcast. It's um, I'm 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 a child of the '90s. It was inevitable. Um, yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, various films, including Aliens and the Poseidon Adventure in the horror genre. Uh, last episode, we just talked about Aliens. And this episode, we're going to talk about a movie which is sort of a mixture between Aliens and the Poseidon Adventure. It's Alien Resurrection. These were very, very hard to come by. So was our cargo. Whatever you got going on here ain't exactly approved by Congress. It's a military operation. Really? Who are you? Ripley Ellen, Lieutenant First Class, number 36706. Ellen Ripley died 200 years ago. You're a thing, a construct. They grew you in a lab. What the hell is going on here? He is breeding an alien species. Wish you could understand what we're trying to do here. Now they brought it out of you. Not all the way out. You want to tell us what this is? It's a queen. You'll breed. You'll die. Ellen Ripley died trying to wipe the species out. I'm not anxious to see her taking up her old hobby. I can feel it. I can hear it moving. So he, like, ran into these things before. Yeah. What did you do? I died. We're moving. That's a standard emergency procedure. Any serious problem in the ship autopilots back to home base. What's home base? Earth. This was your suggestion, Ian. It's a movie we've both seen before, but you thought it'd be fun to talk about. 
Um, and it's it means I don't remember suggesting this piece of shit, but uh... oh, it was <laughs> it was definitely your idea, and I I was going to ask you why you were drawn to talk about it or watch it again. <laughs> I don't think I was, was I? Um, but it's good. Did it's you... good to ha- it's good to talk about all of them. Yes. Oh, that, yeah, that's true. We have discussed doing all the alien films, and we've this, we've now done this, them in this yeah, weird I mean, order. Way... We've done them in the weird order, which allows us to have left the original for last, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Well, are we going to do Prometheus and uh, Covenant as well? I think we should, because I've literally never watched them since I was in a cinema going. God. <laughs> we might so, uh, we might well so come to them really Ian there is there is going to be st- some stuff coming out al- along those lines so. now, now they're on now they're on Disney while they're on Disney and I don't have to pay any extra money to watch them I will give them another go wow wow well yeah <laughs> I, I feel kind of similar but yeah there's those two but then if we do that do we have to do the Alien versus Predator films and Gee, I've actually seen Alien vs. Predator 1 more than is saying. I've got it on DVD, I saw it at the cinema. Uh, the second one is genuinely one of the worst nightmares of shite ever committed to celluloid. I've never seen the second one, but I did at least get paid to watch the first one. I watched it at a screening room, and it was still, like, I just remember... Oh, we we'll talk about that later. But I just remember going, "What the fuck?" Right. And uh, the only good thing about it for me was this is going to be a fun review to write. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll have to dig it out when we do it. But I, I seem to remember just, oh god, it was awful. But anyway, anyway, those movies were great. We're not here to talk about Alien versus Predator. No, we're not. Although we're it, not going to do that. Up. But I make. But yeah, it seems to get compared. Well, uh, I think it, it's natural <laughs> to, to bring them up in some way. Um, okay, well, anyway, um, so we have a dispute straight away because I thought it was your idea to talk about this movie, you thought it was my idea. But um, regardless of whose we're idea it was, we, we've both watched it again and we can both talk about it. Um, so let's start off. How then. many times have you? How many times have you seen it before? Almost, almost certainly more than you. I would say, uh, many times. Um, I do quite, really? quite like this movie. I saw it twice at the cinema. Um, but when it came out, I was sixteen, and yeah. Aliens was already my favourite film. And the idea of a new Alien film coming out was the most exciting thing. It's the first time. Uh, an alien movie came out when I was off cinema going age or at least to see an 18 film if not Mm -hmm. 16 Um, and I went along in a big group with my friends from college and I think we were all simultaneously disappointed by it It was a really kind of powerful collective (laughs) experience of pain but I spent a long time convincing myself it was actually very good which is why I went to see it again and then I bought it on video, and later I bought it on DVD. I've seen the original cut and the slightly extended DVD cut, which is not the director's cut. Um, so mm-hmm. I do know the movie quite well. And it, but even though I did, I do know it quite well. I, I did watch it again, and I think my overall impression is 
it's not a great movie, but it can be a very enjoyable film <laughs> if you're in the mood. Um, which I wasn't. <clears throat> I wasn't particularly this time, so I didn't sit down and watch it all at once. I had to watch it in a load of bits. Um, I think there's loads of good stuff stuff in it, and it, and it's fairly easy to watch. Um, it's just not what we might have hoped for um, at the time or, or indeed the ever. Yeah, so so what's your story uh, with this film, Ian? Um, I'd already got massively... Dis- I'd already been through the experience of watching Alien 3 at the cinema mm-hmm. and that basically killed, killed my love of it. Of, well, it didn't kill my love of Alien or Aliens, but I guess back then I also didn't watch and rewatch things and mm-hmm. I didn't own loads of VHS or anything when I was in my early 20s. So I was 25. It was literally half my life ago. So right. I'm 50 now. Mm-hmm. It's 25 years old, this damn movie. Yeah. Um, and so half my life ago was the last time I watched it until the other day. Right. Um, I went in and watched it and thought, and I think a bit like now, and this is, I'm just thinking aloud. I think I kind of thought it's it's shit, but not as shit as Alien Three. But in terms of filmmaking prowess, when you look back at that now, that's clearly idiocy, because David Fincher made Alien Three. Mm. But actually, in terms of you know, but Jean Pierre Junet is a pretty amazing director as well. Mm. So, but I, I think I think they're both. They're both they're both bad. Just they're both very middling movies, and then they're very flawed movies. And then on top of that, they together ruin Alien and Aliens, the franchise. Obviously, don't ruin those movies, but they completely kill in the water. Like the the the, the Alien and they complete they completely kill the franchise. Well, what I. Um, I'll say this now because I thought it would come up later and we did mention AVP. Yeah. I think what we couldn't have known at the time when this came out was that it signalled the shift away from of the Alien films from being kind of about a coherent universe and a coherent character Mm -hmm. uh, into random one-off adventures that the Aliens are in. You know, because it's 200 years in the future, Mm. it's a different version of Ripley. It doesn't feel like... A continuation or, or any real connection with those earlier movies, but it has the the xenomorphs in in it and and various similarities. And then a- yeah. AVP is the same because it's the aliens, but you know they're in the present day for for no explicable reason. And then Prometheus mm. again, it, it kind of tries to go back to. Uh, the um, you know the universe of the original Alien films, but it kind of misses it by by being a prequel. It still feels like it's set in a different world, I think. And then Alien Covenant mm. again is like a totally different thing from Prometheus. So um, yeah, whereas Alien and Aliens, as we discussed last week, you know, Aliens builds on everything established in Alien to kind of create a universe. Yeah. Alien 3 kind of tries to do that, or at least it it clearly exists in the same universe, although I think you, you felt like it didn't when we talked about it. But I think it does try to feel like it does. Um, but 
yeah, Alien Resurrection, the, the good thing for me is that it kind of separates itself from the narrative of the earlier films by being set 200 years in, in the future. It's a random adventure movie, and that's why I think it's quite likeable. It does have its fans, and it can be quite entertaining if you're in the mood. I can I can I can I can see there are there are there are bits in it that are okay. You know there are there are lots of there are if if it was if it was like oh this is an alien rip off movie, then it probably would be more enjoyable because it'd be that ninety it's sort of nineties yeah. cyberpunk that makes you cringe but it's quite enjoyable. It's guys going with guns and you know. It's, yeah. it's it's very yeah. it's very of its time, and it's a sort of proto Firefly, with the presence of Joss Whedon, doing the script. But because it's an it's alien exactly movie, Firefly, yeah. yeah, because it's because it's an alien movie. It's like, I don't know. There's so many suits involved, and it's like as with Alien Three, it's like do none of them know what they've got. Do none of them know what they've got, and what a miracle Aliens was, and why aren't they? Mm doing everything why aren't they doing everything to make three and then four and then five as good as aliens was in terms of being an alien movie and yeah. what why in why in alien three do they go oh it doesn't really matter if it doesn't look like the same world and we'll get some shit cgi in and we'll reboot it and we won't tell the story further then we'll kill her at the end oh and then in four well it's can she just be a clone then it's all so crap. Yeah. It's just so, so disappointing and crap. And and I would have had more respect for them if they'd gone, do you know what? Ripley's not in this, but we have got plucky Winona Ryder being cool and looking sexy. Um, and it's now her tri- series of trilogy. It's now her trilogy. That, that you know, all, all the different, you know, all the different decisions that went into that movie. So disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Joss, I mean, a lot of it can, the thing is, it's weird because I was there going, if they'd, if they'd got this basic idea of, okay, she's, she's a clone and they've cloned her and that's why they've got the thing that was inside her before she killed herself in Alien 3, that's not bad. I can live with that. But if they'd done more with it, if they hadn't gone, oh no, it's an action movie, we can't have any too much talking about it yeah and and yeah. i also i also, I also think that that they do not know whose story it is so so it comes down and i don't know if this just comes down to joss whedon's script because he's he's sort of on record all over the place saying this was awful and it was they didn't even change that much from the script they just did it all badly um yeah but but in terms of uh i mean his uh i'll read the quote out while we, to uh, while we get there, where is it? Um, it wasn't a question of doing everything differently, although they changed the ending. It was mostly a matter of doing everything wrong. They said the lines, but they said them all wrong, and they cast it wrong, and they designed it wrong, and they scored it wrong. They did everything wrong they could possibly do. There's actually a fascinating lesson in filmmaking because everything that they did reflects back to the script or looks like something from the script, and people assume that. If I hated it, then they changed the script. But it wasn't so much that they changed the script, it's that they just executed it in such a ghastly fashion as to render it almost unwatchable. Um, <laughs> and that's 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 interesting. And he also says, 
I mean, this was pre uh, getting blacklisted for being an asshole, but um, but he said uh, Alien Resurrection was I thought the lowest I could ever feel, and then they cancelled Firefly. Um, so he 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 considers this movie at the time in the aftermath of it, he considered it the his career low. Um, well, until it, until, until they cancelled Firefly. And this is this is after he's yeah. had a you know he's he's making Buffy and stuff at this point, isn't he? No, this is before Buffy. Um, so because Buffy's always later than I think. Uh, this is after the Buffy movie, but before the Buffy TV series. Um, uh, right, yeah. or, I mean, uh, I mean the movie and the TV series. Would, I, feel like, would have... I feel like Buffy's always been there. That's well, yeah. Well, listen, before we move on, we should just talk about Joss Whedon a minute because we've mentioned him a few times on the podcast. We've never really mm-hmm. properly engaged with um, the fact that he, he he's now kind of disgraced. Um, I don't know what Kirsty and Stella would mm-hmm. say about it. Obviously, they're not here. Um, but I just feel that I, I mm-hmm. um, am duty-bound to air my feelings about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was my hero. Um yeah, Alien Resurrection was a disappointment, but Buffy, I thought, was was genius. And also, I I would kind of trust him on on his political pronouncements about feminism, and uh, I trusted his vision. I love his contribution to the Marvel movies. Um, I love Firefly, um, and I I just was like incredibly disappointed and heartbroken that he seems to have actually been a as you said, an asshole. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's yeah. kind of bizarre that it, it sounds like he, he was always horrible. Um, even from the relatively early days, he was kind of like a mani- megalomaniacal kind of big fish in a very small pond when he was running Buffy. Um, mm. I think it's weird that it didn't come out for 20 years. Um, in You know, you, you'd think new, news would travel faster than that, especially when... You know, pre-Marvel movies. It's not like he was a big name. He was, you know, it's not like he was a really powerful guy who would shut people up. He, he between Firefly yeah. being cancelled and and getting the Marvel stuff, he was more or less nobody. So it's odd, but yeah. But no, I was, I was really upset, yeah. and because of it, I can't really go back to Buffy yet. I feel just, I feel because Buffy is really his voice, and even though he didn't write all of it. I think the other writers on it did a very good job of um, imitating his voice. And Mm. I don't really want to hear his voice for a bit. And it was weird watching this film again because um, I remember hearing some bad reviews of it, some of which said, you know, the the first problem with the movie is that it's got a terrible script. It's just Whedon. It's just, it's too quippy. It's juvenile. It's ridiculous. And I thought, don't you realise Joss Whedon is a genius? What are you talking about? It's not his fault. It was a terrible film. Um, but now I watched it again and just find it kind of irksome and too loaded with daft, um, inappropriate, supposedly tension-leavening, but actually just annoying jokes at every point. Um, I can see, though, how they might have been better if handled differently. You know, the, the direction does not... Um, make any of them subtle. Yeah. The direction kind of treats the whole film as a comedy, um, to be honest. Which, you know, in a weird way, but 
but yeah. Which I think I it... mean it's weird because I mean the uh, the director didn't speak English. No. You know, he needed a translator. Yeah. So 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 how so all the all the lines being sort of said you know as as given rather than as quips or as you know as yeah out the corner of the mouth or whatever all that side of stuff is lost well and all the so they're just all the performances are kind of too large they're like something out of a joel schumacher batman film you know they're, they're all yeah, ca- yeah. kind of arch and all the lines are given too much and it, and it doesn't feel real but at the same time i do think in, in a strange way if you're in the mood that does contribute to the entertainment factor. It does feel like a big comic book kind of movie. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but but, but, I, but I but I mean, in a way, we didn't know at the time, but in a way, this is another step towards the travesty that is Alien v Predator, which is movies that do not care, that are literally just going here's some IP against some other IP, and um, yes. you know, yes. and that that completely reductive way of making movies that you know if you know that from alien to aliens to alien versus bloody predator and with this as a you know at least alien 3 was a horror movie and i yeah. think they got yeah. many things wrong and i think the tone didn't feel like it was quite in the same universe but this this was very much i don't know it had it had some interest. It had some interest. Talk about Joss Whedon anyway made me go. But I think he was kind of he was kind of writing to a brief, and the brief was, you know, his first thing was to have it, it was a clone of Newt, who was going to yeah. be in it, and yeah. then he was told no, it's got to have Sigourney Weaver in it, and apparently that was that he found that hard. But it's almost like well, that makes more sense because it's Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver. But I think they, I think they then. I don't know because it's, it's such a shallow movie. It wants to just be an action movie, mm. and mm. and Aliens has more breathing space, and you know isn't just an action movie. Has it zips along, but but you know D- James Cameron knows how to write. Mm. You know he knows how to, he knows how to write. Um, th- you know he knows how to sort of layer his you know put theme put you know theme in there, and you know these these are this, there's a lot. There's, it was a lot deeper than just an action movie, whereas yeah. this, yeah. this, and I guess it had all that. I mean, we'll come on to the, the awful, awful religious stuff. Um, yeah, all right, all right. But which is which he's got there instead of uh, instead of uh, deeper themes. But um, it's just if he just sort of had, rip. I don't uh, like whose whose story is this film? Because yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of Ripley's because she's Sigourney Weaver, but it's also actually makes more sense to be to be uh, Winona Riders, and then it's sort of split between the two. So, uh, uh, you know, on paper it's fucked, I would say. Yeah. Um, well, and I what would have been much? And I was just there going, oh god, it, take me back to 1996 or whenever they had this thing and rip it apart and go right. This the story is. Is is uh, Winona Riders, and you'll never guess what's going to happen. Sigourney Weaver's going to be in there, but she's going to be kind of like a weird monster you might not be able to trust. Mm. Mm. And she gets to be, she then gets to be the, uh, you know, uh, to the um, 
the, the synthetic you don't know if you can trust character. Um, yeah. yeah. But the irony yeah. is Winona Ryder is a synth. So yeah. Yeah. That, that as a structure straight away would have been a fix they could have had. And then it would have, you know, but, but they could have also had, or, or if you were going to make it Sigourney Weaver's story, then then do a lot more about, you know, do a lot, do, do take a deeper dive into what it feels like to be like, oh, I remember being a person on Earth and now I'm apparently mm. some sort of weird clone who just looks a bit weird into the distance every so often. Mm. It's almost like Sigourney Weaver went, oh, can I just not have very many lines and have a lot of physical work to do? Because, you know, because cause that, that, that's kind of... That's kind of all I'm into, I'm afraid. I don't want to do too much. Too, I don't want too much dialogue. I mean, right. It just became like she became, she became like a, I don't know, like a Terminator or something. Oh. Well, she she was a raptor, and I think it's significant yeah, yeah. that this is the first, uh, the first alien movie that came out after Jurassic Park, because I think that she is doing a raptor performance, and the way she moves. The way she moves yeah. her eyes in her head, she kind of looks like she's a computer-generated character at certain points, which I, yeah, yeah, I think he's sort of I deliberate. Think he's sort of deliberate. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I mean, she gets, she's Sigourney Weaver, so she, considering what it is, she does a really good job. But but she's supposed to be the if she's supposed to be the protagonist, then she's too bloody weird, and I just yeah. don't get hold of it. And oh. Uh, it's 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 quite dispiriting to watch and think about it when you think how good the first two films were. It's uh, yeah. It's just, it's just. I mean, I mean the 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 best bits in it are set pieces, which could be from any film, and you can go, well done, well done, special effects guys, well done, stunt guys. But that's not what makes a movie. That's what makes. That's what makes some. That's what makes a good show, bit on someone's showreel. That's not what makes a good movie for the audience <clears> to watch. You know, there's lots of great scenes in it, and the spaceships look cool. And the, I mean, I mean, I guess the best bit is the sort of Cronenberg-esque um, clone that they find on the bed. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. which is horrible and gross, and and also feels like. The closest to something you might have you might see in the world of Alien and Aliens as well. Um. So, if you'll permit me, and can I just strike a kind of opposite note to what you're saying? I kind of agree with everything you've said, but at the same yeah. time, I do think that, um, in a way, uh, probably possibly because um, of Joss Whedon's experience, and also because of Janae who was basically a, a European art house director, wasn't he? I mean, I've seen yeah. his film, Delicate. I interviewed him. There's a clang for Stella. I, I oh. interviewed him. Oh, I've also, met I've also met Sigourney Weaver and Joss Whedon. Double clang, my God. Okay, so that's... Treb, treble, treble clang. Quadruple clang on this one, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I don't believe it hadn't come up in our previous episodes that you'd met Sigourney Weaver. Well, it was very, very briefly at a party. Yeah. But... Um, Okay. My, my 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 friend said. Uh, my friend said, because she 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 was in it. It was God. What's it called? Snowcake at Edinburgh Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. And my my friend my friend. In fact, it was my friend Dave who has been on our podcast. Mm. We 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 were quite refreshed. And he went, "When the fuck is Sigourney Weaver getting here anyway?" 
Um, and then we turned around and Steve Coogan, Glang, was uh, <laughs> was glaring at us, standing next to Sigourney Weaver, who was also glaring at us, looking rather like her alien resurrection self. Right. Think of it. Oh, <laughs> she looked geez. like she was getting weeds. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then nice. just just Weed and I also met in Edinburgh on another occasion and right. just said, Wow, I love Buffy. Right. That was about the level of it. Right. Okay. You seem lovely. Um, um Yeah. Anyway, that, yeah. That's one of the things that was so heartbreaking about it. He did seem lovely. Um mm. but yeah, I think because Sweden even though this was pre Buffy, he was still quite experienced in using how to put a script together. And Janae, yeah. um, having been an art house kind of filmmaker, kind of set himself. This was his personal task. His personal goal with this production was I'm going to go to Hollywood and make an action movie. So he studied action movies. Um, you know, he didn't necessarily study the other alien movies. He studied things yeah. like he looked at loads of different action movies and counted how many cuts they have, how long they tend to be, how mm. fast they are, and and he made he deliberately made what what he thought was the nearest thing he could to a standard action movie. Uh, it probably says a lot that the slightly extended version of the film that is on the DVD. He is also on the mm. DVD, and he clearly says, this is not my director's cut. My director's cut is the one where it was released. He wanted it to be about 100 minutes long and really sharp, you know. Um, mm. That's what he was aiming for. And because of that, I do think that quite a lot of the story is quite... Uh, maybe not the story, because I understand what you're saying about where's the focus, whose story is it. But in terms of the way the action unfolds throughout it, I think it tends to be mm. fairly clear what's going on. And there's a lot of shots where... Oh, yeah. Um, I'm never confused like how I'm in Alien 3. Yeah. Um, and like... No idea what the fuck's going on in Alien 3. I, th <laughs> I think it's probably a mark of the script, even though Joss Whedon says that, you know, they, they played it wrong, they toned it wrong or whatever. But I think he probably really clearly set out what was supposed to be happening in each scene. And quite often, Janae is able to get loads of the action into one shot you know he'll pull the camera back and reveal that an alien is there and 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 do various tricks which um kind of get a load of information and sense of movement without cutting to something else and i think that's really good although there are a couple of moments where he does cut away when he shouldn't when it would be really effective to leave it on one shot one of them is where ripley scores the amazing um, reverse basketball hoop which Sigourney Weaver really did and he, he shoots mm. it so it looks like it's fake he shoots it so it looks like someone has just dropped a ball from out of the shot into the net to make yeah. it look like she's done it um, and then he just immediately cuts away from it rather than holding on it There's and, and also in the um, uh, in the scene that you just mentioned which is really good the, the clone scene mm. He keeps... It, there's obviously Sigourney Weaver playing the failed clone on the table and Sigourney Weaver mm. standing up with the gun playing the other clone who kills mm -hmm. herself. Um, and it just cuts between the two. They never attempt to try and create a composite shot where you see them both. Um, and, and that no. kind of moment, if you want a personal connection between these two characters who are the same character... You know, I th that that yeah. is what would make it really powerful, and they don't do that. Um, I, although you say 
you know, they've got this big idea of she's a clone they've brought back to life. Why don't they do more with that? Why don't why not focus it on that? Again, I agree. Although I do think they kind of go further than uh, they go further with that than you might expect them to do. They do have the, the bizarre yeah. clone scene. They do have all the tortured stuff with the newborn at the end. Uh, they do have the. the the weird non-sex scene, sex scene with Ripley and the aliens. They just don't go far enough with any of them. And also, probably because Jeanette is like, I'm making an action movie, this is going to be fast. It doesn't linger on anything long enough to have a real sense of... Yeah. Uh, you know, if it, a load of the ideas and, and kind of the designs and stuff are quite Cronenbergian. But he would find a mm. way, even in a 90-minute movie, as he does with The Fly of making you really feel horrified like, uh, and like you're with those characters. But this movie... Yeah, but is... also Cronenberg... Cron yeah, the Fly is a good example. It's not just about the horror, though, is it? It's about... Like, it's really sad. It's like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like a body horror, I guess, you know, I don't know, like the Elephant Man or something. It's really sad. And yeah, yeah. you could have all those emotions. You know, if Cameron had... Even if Cameron, not that he ever would, but if he'd shot this script, you know, he'd have given it time. He'd have made it a two and a half hour film, and he would have breathed, and it would have, yeah, you know, it would, and he would have gone. Now we need a speech here. We need this, and we, you know, I mean, Junet, I, I just got the impression that he he was directing a genre he had very little interest in, except in a sort of act like like you sort of said almost just an academic passing interest in it yeah whereas cameron was making you know making movies that he wanted to see not oh it's mm. a job and oh god i don't really want to go see that sort of film myself i'm doing it because it's a 70 million dollar budget yeah you know it's uh it was i don't know there was just there's just so much wrong so much wrong with this film Absolutely so much. I mean, I must say, um, the Dis I watched the version on Disney uh, Disney Plus, yeah, that's and that is actually the special edition. No, it isn't, because I, so wa I watched it on Disney Plus, and it's the original cut. But it's got the, it's got I'm a Stranger Here myself at the end. Yeah, but she doesn't say that's it not... when she's in France. In the direct, in the extended cut, she says oh, that I line see. when she's on Earth, and they're in, like, destroyed Paris. They do the Planet of the Apes ending, whereas in, in oh, I see. So, so, so the Eiffel Tower bit isn't isn't in the version I've watched. No, Dad, I must be I must be hallucinating from having. I have watched the version on YouTube with the Eiffel Tower in the background. Right. Is that the only real? Di I mean, other than a few other bits. Uh, the uh, there's a, as far as I remember, there's only two differences. The very opening is different. The credit sequence, um, anyway. all, all that weird gunge that you see under the credits at the beginning, the weird kind of eyeball and all that stuff. Yeah, that's not there. There's a kind of comedy scene uh, with a, a gunner on the Origa looking out into space and the camera pans ar no. away from him and the credits start to come up. Um, and then at the end, yeah, they land on Earth and there's the broken down uh, Eiffel Tower and it looks like an outtake from beneath the planet of the apes. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, I've, I, I mean, I've, I've watched that version yeah. on YouTube. Um, but yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, well, it's weird. Even, even that ending, I'm a stranger here myself. I quite liked it. Mm. And it, it reminded me of another disappointing franchise movie. Right. When I watched Terminator 3, and I was like, God, this is awful. This is awful. Oh, my God, this is awful. And then the last five minutes were like, oh, I want to see the next film. Right. Um, you know, where they, where they go to the bunker and the, and the uh, you know, spoilers for anyone else that's seen the shite that is Terminator 3. Yeah. But it's when the, uh, you know, the missiles fall. Yeah. Now, everybody loves and, the ending of Terminator 3. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's the only thing people love, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, where was that for the whole movie? Mm. Um, and then and then they even threw that away because Terminator Four didn't materialize following on from it or anything. So, uh, but um, but yeah, it kind of gave me a bit of a feeling of that. But that's because the whole movie was driving the original outline was driving to because it was going to be an epic and it was going to have its final act on Earth. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and as it was, it was like a bit like they did with Alien Three. They went, oh, let's just kind of have it as a run around with an alien. Yeah, uh, well, it's you know. it's really weird that they, because they cut the final act on Earth because of budgetary reasons. But well, also, what, Sigourney Weaver hated the idea as well. Oh, did she? So, okay, but yeah, but if that, if they were going to cut that, why did they not cut just the few lines which set up we're going back to Earth? Because it doesn't make any sense that the ship is going back to Earth. Who cares? Like, just make mm. make the film about we're, we're stuck in space. On, on an abandoned spaceship with a bunch of aliens, it's kind of like the Poseidon adventure. We've got to crawl through this stricken ship. Yeah. Um, we, uh, and we just have to get off, and that's what it's all about. And forget... Well, I guess, I guess having the Earth there just makes you go, oh, you know, it, it's, it just ups the stakes, makes us care more, because we've got to blow this up before it hits Earth and infects Earth. So, you know, it kind of worked on that level. Um, mm. But... um. And I guess also, if they do get to Earth and they they fail to uh, stop it getting to Earth, then uh, <laughs> then you've got to do a whole lot of plot stuff to not make your heroes look like idiots. Yeah, um, so it's got to be somebody's massive fault that it gets to Earth, but and not our heroes' fault for fucking up. <laughs> but I feel like when when you kind of artificially raise the stakes by saying there's something worse happening over there, I actually care yeah. less. And also a Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, recently uh, showed. Sometimes it's more dramatically powerful than to just zoom the story down into something really small. You know, not yeah, not, yeah. not make it be about world-ending or universe-ending stakes, but just people you care about in a place, something's going on. You know, yeah. Hitchcock it. Um, and I think it... Especially, I mean, I, I I suppose the reason they left the Earth stuff in is because they were thinking we might do another one, and if we do, it'll probably be set on Earth. So let's kind of hint towards that. It, but it, if they had known that it was not going to be a big success, obviously they couldn't have known that, um, and yeah. there, there wouldn't be another one. I think it would have been a stronger decision to just go look. This is a one-off story. And therefore, let's leave the yeah. Earth out of it. Having said that, I do think one of the, as I've already said, one of the stronger things about the film, or one of the nicer things about it, is that it is pretty much a self-contained story. It even, you know, it doesn't really draw much from the first three Alien films. It has no connection to the later ones. It's just a B movie on its own. No. Um, no, um, no. I mean, the, you could, you the, could, 
it's 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 got that sort of clunky clone thing that it's almost like you could have you know you could have gone oh yeah we can't get Sigourney Weaver well let's make her clone and she looks a bit different or she's younger mm. or she's whatever it, it, that'll do it's got so much that'll do about it yes and, uh, yes and and just and as Joss Whedon himself says just so many bad decisions mm. I mean he was another thing he goes on about is the casting and the fact that he wanted there to be more sort of subtlety in the casting so the crazy mm. person mm. you're not supposed to know he's crazy but they get Brad Duriffin and things like that so it's uh you know who who I do th- but but having said that Brad Duriff is like one of the most watchable parts of this movie with his I horrible think, ponytail think, yeah I think it's a pretty good cast actually I just think they're they're all doing good stuff but they're all kind of doing it in random directions and too much of it mostly I mean Ron Perlman's very good this was pretty much the first film I saw him in and I've always liked him ever since I'm always glad when he turns up in anything um, yeah, I did find on this viewing only. I suddenly thought, "We're not a writer." Really reminds me of Nicolas Cage. Suddenly, I don't know if it's just this <laughs> film, but it's the she has like a touch of his kind of really weird kind of line readings, you know. The, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't deliberate, but maybe it was because she was trying to be a bit weird. She was trying to suggest I'm not really human, or something. I am a robot. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, you you mentioned the the really shit religious stuff again. What did you mean by oh, that? Oh yeah, because I didn't well, think there was much of it. There are twelve of them. Who are there? That was subtle. But, there are twelve of them. You mean like the apostles? Yes, there are twelve of them, and then she's uh, the virgin birth, and she's uh, uh, and and then I mean we haven't even touched on. Scully McSkull face at the end. Uh, the, uh, the newborn. Uh, her, mm. her, the newborn. Mm. Fuck me. <laughs> well, uh, the, the newborn. Uh, it, it, it always it, it, inspires quite intense reactions. I yeah, yeah, sort well, of I, like I, I it. I just, I just... Go, go on. Well, I'm just saying. My me swearing just then. When it when it came on, I was like, oh, I, I'd literally gone. Oh, this is pretty much what i remember and then as soon as it came on i went oh i've forgotten this fucking hell right i know it's awful and then it gets the the only thing that's worse about it apart from all the licking and the sort of sub you know stuff that now looks a bit like venom right um it's big tongue is is the sort of peter jackson splatter gore ending where he gets sucked out of a spaceship well again that's all (laughs) that's all done for comedy you know that I know that's what I mean, and it it's does just, it does make so me stupid. It does make me laugh the way that they cut to that silent shot of all the bits of the newborn just floating off through space, yeah. uh, and it, well, it's, it's done for comic timing. And also, oh yeah, yeah, but, it's, but that's that's why that's why that's why it's it's just yet more disappointing. It's this is a film. I mean, Sigourney Weaver's always they're pronouncing about what makes an alien movie and sci-fi, and it's like. She's there as being a producer on this. Did she not go, you're playing it for laughs? Fuck off. Mm. This is supposed to be in the same world. Yeah. You know, but, you know, even, to, even but even tonally, if this was a standalone movie, I'd be going, this isn't scary mm. because it's so stupid. Yeah. And, and it's not, you know, if this, if this was, 
This is why it made me think of Peter Jackson. He's not making bad taste or brain dead to scare you. No. He's making it to make you guffaw. Yeah. Um, and that's perfect. That's a perfectly that's a perfectly acceptable splatter gore reason to make a movie. But to do that with within the Alien franchise is shows that you're a fuckwit. And you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what the fuck you're doing with this with the, with an Alien movie. Well, I suppose what I would say to I guess slightly defend them is, you know, it's clear that nobody knew what to do next. I think um, the nearest idea they had was, look, Alien was a horror movie. James Cameron made the sequel work by doing something totally different. Mm. Then Alien 3 sort of went back to doing the first film again. That didn't really work. So what we should do now is... We should do something yeah. else different, but we don't really know what to do. But also, it's got to be a bit like Aliens. It's got to have guns in it and stuff. But also, it's got to, we've got to try and recreate some of the the alien mood, the kind of dangerousness of the aliens, which it makes little gestures. Well, it doesn't do that, but it makes good gestures. It makes them, it makes them the sort of joke that that you know is is fully realised when we get to Alien versus Predator. When they're just a silly joke. Well, there are and, uh, there are bits in Alien. The Predator is scare. The Predator is scarier than the Alien in Alien versus Predator. And I always think of Predator. Predator. I mean, uh, Predator is a good, silly, funny movie. Mm. It's a comedy. Predator. It's an action comedy. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's tonally. It works perfectly. It's. It's going right. Let's jump on the Alien bandwagon. But mm. it's tonally different. It's a comedy. Mm. It's funny. Mm. And mm. then putting the two of them together is completely wrong anyway, because they're from totally different universes and they both and you cheapen both of them. Especially Alien. Right. Because right. Predator can take anything because it's in this silly comic book universe. But you cheapen Alien especially by having it in the same universe as mm. Predator. Um it's it's uh um, was I going with that? But yeah, but, um, but yeah, that was prompted in by my claim that they try and 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 do something with some things which aren't back to it, the first Alien film. Yeah, there. yeah. And and to me, that's kind of the sequences where they they take making a moment a, making a making a making a, making a splattergore comedy. Well, was probably not. <laughs> well, there are those scenes, uh, Ian, like the one with Brad Dourif uh, mm. with the red button where he sprays them with. Um, liquid nitrogen, and you can see them working out what he's doing. You know, they, they clearly do take a couple of moments to say these things are actually somehow smart. It's not yeah, consistently again, again, developed. Again, that made me think of Jurassic. That made me think of Jurassic Park as well. Yeah, too, again, so. it's wrapped. Yeah, but no, no, I, I didn't really mind that. Do you know what I did mind? I did mind the fact that they they set all that up, and then it turns out they can just fucking they can just stab each other and. Um, you know, kill one of them and their acid blood will sink through the floor. And that's, I guess, okay. But then later on, they can apparently spit this shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it's just, the whole thing's just a, a lazy, lazy, horrible movie. And I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate it. Wow. I think I hate it. I hate it more than Alien 3. And that's, wow. although Alien 3, they killed Newt at the beginning. So, mm. you know, both both movies can get in the bin and didn't, you know, in my head, 
in my head canon as as geeks are fond of saying mm. neither movie happens and that's why there's room for for an alien three mm. well i mean <laughs> alien resurrection uh unwrites itself anyway that's why i think it's harmless it's not about ripley it's about someone who is a clone of Ripley. Might as well have yeah, no yeah. connection. It it do, it's not about the company. You know, Wayland Utani is gone by by, by that point. Um, by yeah, yeah. by the way, the 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 alien novels have done this weird thing where it's like they they acknowledge alien resurrection, but say that the United Systems military fell and was replaced by Wayland Utani again, which rose again. It's like why even say that? Just it's set 200 years in the future. Just set your stories within that rather large gap of time where it doesn't matter if you if you want yeah. to build on the universe from, from yeah, the first yeah. three films. Um, yeah. You know, because I was confused by that because I've not read the novels, but I've... I've um, You've heard, I've heard the, the audio. Dirt Max audios, and yeah. I don't think he bothers... It's probably a line... He probably thought exactly the same as you. We don't need to know that. It's Waylon Yutani. Because they feel like they follow on from aliens all of those films they feel like those audios are so good mm. that they feel like they're in the same universe as alien and aliens i think the one called sea of sorrows is set chronologically after alien resurrection and there is a line in it to say mm. you know the whaling well dutan has come back the usm's gone um why why even do that but i suppose because sea of sorrow is like about ripley's grandson or something it had to Mm -hmm. be it had to be so many years hence so they kind of had to acknowledge yeah uh, you know alien resurrection but um yeah so that's how i know that but it, it really is kind of a throwaway line that you could miss but it almost makes you think there's there's i don't know i've not read the novelization of uh strangely i've not been drawn to uh seek out more alien resurrection material right. but i've not read the novelization of alien resurrection but it almost makes you feel like there's enough in this to rip it apart and stick it in some you know rip it apart adjust it mm. stick it in something you know maybe maybe there's room for audible to make make get the script and get the line reading right mm. get the tone right you know yeah. i'm sure Dirk, Dirk mags are doing an amazing job and go oh do you know what joss whedon was kind of right yeah, the, the movie, the look and feel, and everything about the movie, the director, mm. and all the suits between them fucks this movie up more than the scriptwriter. Because I can kind of handle what happens on the page. Mm. I still think it's lacks focus, mm. but I can kind of handle most of it. Um, and if it was part of a bigger, bigger world of alien things that didn't fuck up, then maybe I wouldn't like it so much. Mm. I wouldn't mind it so much. Mm. But but this actual movie that we are discussing is just, you know, it, it, it's it's I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm getting that impression, I Ian. Um, I don't like it. And you've watched it loads of times, and you don't like it. But I'm I don't I don't hate I, it though. I, I'm, it's I'm it's weird though because cause it's because I love I love those films so much, mm. and I think I think Alien Three I. I I remember that that was the first punch of like that was a real gut punch. That was like going along to Terminator Two and if Terminator Two had been shit, yeah, um, you know. But Alien Three was literally that because Aliens was almost a standalone movie of its own, 
and 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 sequels to Alien is they're always good, aren't they? Because the last one was so so that that lack of respect for the original, yeah. killing killing Newt and all Orton Hicks and all of that stuff. That 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 was the real pain. And then by the time this came along, I didn't really expect it to be good anyway. Right. Um, so, but now, now I'm revisiting it 25 years later. The the rage is still very real. It's a rage. It's a rage for the lost the lost franchise that could have been. Mm. Like Star Wars gets away with it because there's so many of them now that you don't really mind. And actually, mm. there's such a massive big universe. But with Aliens, the Aliens franchise, we don't have that. We have two good films. So more than you know. Uh, two thirds of aliens is shit, and it's one of my favourite things. So, so, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, that's not a good. That's that 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 is a one messed up franchise. Therefore, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a good batting average. So, and and it's it's it's, it's a similar with, similar with Terminator. They've completely, you know, that that that's that's two good films, and mm. now an increasing number of shit films well, it's, and, uh, it's the and, exact, and just a big that mess the exact same ratio isn't it two good films and, and then four attempts to sequelize them although I do quite like Dark Fate yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't uh, ugh, we'll have to do an episode on Dark Fate maybe but um, <laughs> I, I I I I liked it I thought it was alright and I, my main question was like, um, oh god, you're gonna have to. Uh, what's his name? John Connor, the, uh, the teenager. John, John Connor. Connor, yeah. What's his name? Edward Furlong. Yeah, yeah, I know his name's John Connor. Edward Furlong. Yeah. What did Edward Furlong do to piss everyone off so much that they had a perfect <laughs> way of him being in the film? And they decided to kill him. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they decided to do a CGI of him and kill him. Um, so, uh, but but I, I thought that had. I, I, it's not great. I thought to do to do that boldness. I mean that that, but it gave me hope that they could do that with Alien one day, like the the the, the mystical uh, Neil Blomkamp script that everyone says is the best film never made. Mm. Um, I, I do think there's hope that they could just, as I've said before, I think they should just they should just go right. We're going to remake them all as 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 a serial. Um, it's going to be set in the universe, and we're going to. None of the movies are in this. It's inspired by a reimagining of whatever they have to call it, and they have got the TV series coming out. But I think it's sort of set present day, isn't it? So I imagine yeah. it'll be lots of people being portentous in in skyscrapers. Um, yeah, but we shall uh, we shall see. I shall reserve reserve judgment on that. But if I just don't think there's any point trying to make them set in the same universe because most of the films are shit so they just need to start again and set them in 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 a new new alien universe um you know and just start the story again that's mm. what i would do if i had lots of money it's but i also think i also think net netflix netflix is you know i was reading netflix today um des- basically they're desperate to get their own version of star wars or the marvel universe mm. and you know and i think if they did something like you know an ongoing alien epic 
over 10 seasons that basically started with the Nostromo and and retellings of those stories and but also making them different um just you know I think they could I think they could have an epic that could just you know I don't know we should see. Anyway, I'm not here to uh, sort out Netflix's woes. Well, it, that's what I do. And Disney will never <laughs> let them because Disney are an alien, don't they? So it will be Hulu or Disney. That is true, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's funny yeah, that you that me- you mentioned Terminator Dark Fate and said it gave you hope for Neil Blomkamp's thing because actually Dark Fate helped me to make peace with the idea that Neil Blomkamp's one will never get made. Because I mm. I thought if they if they did make it the best it would be is it'd be as good as Dark Fate probably it'd be okay and it'd have Sigourney Weaver in it uh, and there'd be some stuff we'd like about it but at the end of it we'd just go yeah we didn't really need that um, yeah uh, but I, no, I, no. I I guess although I understand where your passion comes from um because you know aliens is like my favorite movie and i do love it so much and spend so much time yeah. thinking about it i've just made peace with the idea that it's it's just beyond repair and the first two movies are so perfect just leave them there i don't i don't think mind you maybe there is potential to make a long form tv show out of those ideas but to me yeah. I, it doesn't strike me that that would do anything except make it worse there are two, there, those are two perfect movies that don't yeah. need, don't need to be longer and, uh, and and with more backstory or whatever. Um, Prometheus, though, no, no. having said that, having said that, having said that, I do make the case, and in in my video I said that I'm working on, uh, you know, w- which will come out soon. Um, I go into detail about this. I think maybe if you started with Prometheus. Because that movie mm. has this weird, um, it has too many missions. It's a prequel to Alien, but it's also a movie about what's the origin of life. It's also a horror movie, but it's also a like an adventure movie. It's a spiritual exploration movie because it's all those things at once, and it really doesn't work. It's a but it's a barrel of horseshit, cat shit, and dog shit all stirred in together, is what it is. But it's you, just it, you could it's do a, it's a horrible movie. You could do that over ten hours though, and make it interesting i think um and i i think if you did that but also had more respect for alien and aliens than prometheus actually does like don't go it's not a prequel but it is a prequel but it'll sort it'll have the aliens in it but they won't really be the aliens it'll be a bit like the aliens bollocks to all that either have the aliens in it meaningfully or don't have them in it but just have it in the same universe that's fine um I I think there is potential to make that better. And I, the in, best in, bit about Prometheus is 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 not in the movie, but it's the guy Pierce because I listen to the soundtrack a lot. Right. And the version I listen to has always got the has got the guy Pierce TED talk. Right. As Wayland Utani, and that's like oh, I remember hearing that going oh, this is quite delicious because it's the world of Alien, it's Wayland Utani, mm. you know just not far from now mm. well that's quite exciting if they do if they get that right and then obviously they didn't get it right at all and Ridley Scott decided to wander off and read Chariots of the Gods yeah. and just come up with because as I've said many times he's a he's a man famous for science fiction that doesn't understand science fiction <laughs> yes. he's a he's a fucking very gifted hack 
Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he's, <laughs> and he's, he's made, he's, and he's made, he's made two of my favourite films. Yeah, he, but, uh, he's made one. But, but every film. time, every time he opens, every time he opens his mouth, you realise he doesn't quite know what he's doing in terms of. He's amazing with what he does, but he doesn't really understand the genre. Well, he's a very talented. Um, he's admin. operating in. He's a, mu- well, yeah. a music video director and an advertising executive, and that's the background yeah. he comes from. And, he, and occasionally, when given the right material, he can make it into an amazing film. But mm. there's a very strong argument that his films are only ever as good as the script. If the script is good, the film will be great. If the script isn't yeah, good, yeah. he is not going to fix it because he doesn't really seem to notice. Um, no, no, and when he originates an idea like he did with mm. Prometheus, then Jesus, there's no one there telling Ridley no. Yeah, yeah, gee. Uh, um, anyway, we'll have to. Uh, that'll probably lead us on to uh, one day. I will look at. We'll have to look at Prometheus and Covenant. No, we will. Maybe, maybe we could do them as one episode, though. <laughs> Just to kind of minimize the pain. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah let's, let's. Which is do. which is the which is the one with the flutes in it? Because I've watched that scene loads of times. That's Covenant. Because that's that's one of the worst things ever committed to celluloid. But um, that particular scene, all the I whole watched, film. Well, but that particular scene, right. just Jesus Christ. But uh, but yeah, I I, I often watch that. Right. <laughs> just because okay. it, it makes me laugh so much. But uh. But yeah, it's awful. Have it's you, awful. Have you seen but, um, Have you seen the video um, of Hitler ranting about Prometheus using I don't, I, using the I footage don't. from Downfall, the movie Downfall, where Hitler's oh, yeah, in the bunker? I don't. I've se- I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to. Have I'll a send look. you the link. It's very good. There are some. You've... There are some many. Uh, many good Downfall. Uh, videos aren't they well yes the 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 clown fall one recently about boris johnson was just wonderful that was pretty good yeah that was pretty good one of my favorites was about was the game of thrones one i didn't see he just goes oh it's very good but it's he just goes poor sansa poor sansa i think it's after the blood wedding <laughs> you've you've seen Game of Thrones? No, I I know nothing. Sorry. I'm, I'm... Oh wow! Well, in that case, watch Game of Thrones, uh, and uh, this is very good, I, and it's very horror adjacent. God, we should do a Game of Thrones episode. Well, then. I did want to watch it, but then everybody said the ending's awful, so I thought I'm not going to sink that amount of time into it if it doesn't have a good ending. There is. It is a very. It is. It is a very disappointing last season, mm. like remarkably so. And and it's yeah, it's 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 put off nearly everybody rewatching it. Mm. Like, no one I know would rewatch it. Whereas before it had ended, re- people rewatched it constantly. Yeah, yeah, because it's so good. It's the there's, there's, the episodes are brilliant, right. absolutely brilliant. Um. But I'd I'd say I'd say watch it because it is, it is. It I mean I guess it ends it ends how it ends, and I guess it doesn't end like in the most awful way. It's just very disappointing compared to what it could have been. Mm-hmm. But watch the first. Just I don't know. I just I just watch till. Uh, I just watch till uh, season three at least, and see if you want to keep going. Because right. it's those first three seasons are pretty fucking amazing. Right. Okay. 
pretty amazing. I look at look on it. Like, do you stop watching? Would you? Did you stop watching Aliens because Alien Three and Alien Four were in its future? Uh, <laughs> no, no. When they're all there, you you just go through it, don't you? But um, Game of Thrones is like, isn't there eight or nine seasons of it? That just seems like quite a lot. Uh, I mean, at the moment, yeah. like I said last episode, I'm I'm watching The West Wing at the moment for the first time ever, yeah. twenty years after everyone else did, and like I know oh, yeah. I know that Aaron Sorkin only wrote the first four seasons or or yeah. showrun the first four, so my plan is to stop watching after four. But I know that when I get to four, there'll be part of me that goes, "But don't you want to know what happens next? Just put the next I... disc in." You know, uh, do you know? Do you know what I? I've watched it, and there is a dip. There is a dip in quality, but it's still very good. Right. I love the West Wing, and I've rewatched it. And I, the way he ends his presidency, is absolutely gripping. Right. And, and gave us Barack Obama. Um, right. <laughs> no, there's I, just I. I would say have no fear. Mm. Maybe 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 the classic episodes are all behind it, but it's still a very good, very well made, and the characters are all still there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, I'd say definitely keep watching right to the end because right. it, it ends at the end of the presidency, so it it ties it up. Right, he's worrying about his legacy at the end. Mm. It's all uh, it's uh, no no. I mean, it's it's still remarkable television. Yes, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I'm loving it. I'm I'm looking. The, uh, this is how bad it is, Ian. At the moment, the thing that gets me up in the morning is the thought: I want to see Toby Ziegler. That's uh, the first thing I think about every morning at the moment. So we're coming to the end of our time now. We've spent uh, an hour or so talking about lots of reasons why we don't like Alien Resurrection. Is there anything else, Ian, you'd like to add before we finish? Have you, have you ever seen West Wing? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Because um, we've also spent an hour talking about the West Wing. Um, off mic. Well, yeah, not yeah. off mic at all, but you have edited it out. Um, um, it's one of the few films I never want to see again because it depresses me too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, literally now I've rewatched it 25 years after watching it again I am like like that uh, I'm going to start googling again what's the fucking in Friends what's the film that changes someone's life Cause oh, they... you know what I've never seen Friends oh, okay. I'm, making, I'm making all these great the references but yeah there's, there's a film that's so boring and so bad that it makes someone completely change their life because they they realise it's two hours, they're never going to get back. Um, right. And uh, Reminds me of an article Joe Queenan wrote in the Guardian once called 16 Films That Made Me Want to Stop Living. <laughs> Alien, yeah. Alien 4 is, because I think because it, it it's not just a bad film, it's, it's a bad alien film and it, it represents mm-hmm. the loss of hope. The, uh, the all that could have been and then, mm-hmm. and then, and then they they had this amazing thing, and then the miraculous sequel, and then they just threw it all away, man. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. threw it all away, and it's so depressing. It's so depressing. It really is. Oh, oh man, 
you have my sympathy. I, I feel for you. I, I, I'm not depressed by it because I still... F I think that pain that you feel is based on the optimism that they could have taken it further and gone somewhere interesting after Aliens. And I increasingly feel, no, Aliens is the end point. Yeah. It, I mean, it is, it is very strange. I genuinely feel a bit ill when I think about... <laughs> I think about <laughs> how... <laughs> It's been, it's been quite a while since 1986, and I and uh, oh, um, when did Alien Three come out? But it really, I don't know, like they really squandered an amazing thing, an amazing yeah. thing. Can you imagine? I mean, the Star Wars prequels are works of staggering genius compared to what they did with that Alien, because actually, <laughs> the Star Wars prequels, you know, at their very worst. Are still all right, and they're still Star Wars, and they still tonally fit. And we've got over midi chlorians being a bit of a shit idea, and and if nothing else, their their you know their backstory, but on film, and so they're fine. And actually, loads of people that know no better, i.e., my children, watch them all the time. So they're fine, and they haven't ruined anything, and even. Even Rise of Skywalker hasn't ruined everything for Star Wars, but these films have ruined something that could have been good. They really have. I hate. Uh, just, I hate that that happened. <sighs> I think I might be well, taking this too seriously. There is hope, Ian. I... Even if it's only Dirk Max's audio universe, I'm strongly of the opinion that those plays prove that you can do interesting. Uh, alien stories moving forward that don't necessarily have to feature Ripley but don't break the universe yeah, oh, either. Totally. And also it's a wonderful yeah, yeah, totally. medium for them because the alien it's weird uh, that the aliens work on audio because they can't speak and so much of their impact is about their visual design but on the other hand the reason the movies are so good is because you hardly see the aliens in the good ones. In all the bad ones, they overexpose them. Um, whereas the good ones keep the aliens to the shadows and focus on the human beings. And that's what the audios have to do, and that's what works. So I, I strongly have... The fact that they've told lots of different stories on audio, they've even done the alternative Alien 3, which shows that they're willing to go kind of outside the bounds of canon. If they come up with a really good one, uh, I mean, they they already have, but if they come up with the right story, some TV exec at Hulu or wherever is going to go, we should make that into a TV show or we should make that into a movie. It's already there. It works. And and maybe it could all rise again. Um, I think that I think if they, uh, yeah, if somebody, somebody, would, I mean, I can't be alone. There must be loads of people going, oh, this would be so good and those fucking sequels. If they just went, right, here's, here's a massive, big, big-budget TV show and it's going to be set after Aliens and mm. take it from there. Sigourney, how would you like a billion dollars? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you only have to be in episode one while we establish the young, young leads. Um... <laughs> or whatever, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It would. It, oh, that would that would be that would be uh, something special. 
But anyway, anyway. Well, it's a dream that we're going to continue to have. But um, at least we, we've hopefully purged you of Alien Resurrection to some degree. At least you definitely know you'll never watch it again. And hopefully you won't think about it anymore. And uh, better no, things no. can happen in the Well, 25 years, is, 25 years is enough of a gap. So if I'm 75 and I find myself watching it again, I'd be very surprised. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm 70 fucking five. What the fuck am I doing watching Alien 4? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, uh, there's no need to waste any more of your time on that. Unfortunately, there are other also bad Alien movies that we might have to spend time on. But yeah. we've also left the, the really good original to be uh, yet to be discussed. So well, let's we'll do Covenant. Let's do Covenant well. and Prometheus in one session. Uh, uh, that will make makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll discuss this off mic, but um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to do yeah. more alien content. But there we go. Yeah, we've we've just done the amazing aliens, and now we did the less than amazing alien resurrection. Ah, well, there we go. Um, you know what's weird, Ian? Um, Galaxy Quest was made after this. So in terms of Sigourney Weaver's great contributions to sci-fi, Galaxy Quest is more recent than any of the Alien movies. And in a way, more more, more continuingly relevant because of the way it takes space out of Star Trek, which is, is a thing yeah. that continues to be... You're, you're, you're forgetting about Avatar, but um. Well, well the point, the point is, is <laughs> yeah, that supports my point because Avatar wasn't an alien movie either. The point is that she's left alien movies behind, and you know, um, and 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 even her sci-fi has moved into a different realm. But it would be wonder. I would love it if we could get her back as Ripley in some way and do something good with it. But I also. Love Laura Lefko, who plays Ripley in Dirk Max's audios. She does an incredible yeah. Sigourney Weaver performance. It's just uh, if that, that is funny, isn't it? I, I would be happy for her to play Ripley in anything going forward, and to voice Ripley in uh, anime or or anything that they might decide to do. I think you know mm. she's she's fantastic, yeah, yeah. and it does it makes me feel like. They can they can still do good and interesting things with the character as Tim Lebon's uh, Alien uh, Out of the Shadows proved because that's yeah Ripley focused but it's also a really good Alien story so if they can do something like that as a movie or a TV show that would be wonderful um, anyway yeah. we've spent a lot of time on Alien Resurrection so um, yeah I, I don't more than enough. So I think all, all it remains for me to do is thank you very much, Ian. And, and yeah. I hope this has been in some way cathartic for you. It's clearly brought up a lot of pain, but maybe um, it, it's at least uh, expelled some of it as well. We can focus on other yeah. things going forward. Um, yeah. uh, listeners, we will come back to more alien stuff. Um, that's an undefined point in the future but for now though listeners Ian and I will just say bye 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 you have been listening to and now the podcast starts produced and released by Ambidextrous Solutions Limited presented by Ian Winterton T.D. Velasquez special thanks to Greg Hume for our original theme music music
and Brian Gorman for our original artwork. All dialogue and music clips from films, TV shows, and trailers are used for the purposes of criticism. In the spirit of fair dealing as defined in UK law, and fair use as defined in US law. No copyright infringement is intended. Please visit our home on the web www.andnowpodcast.com for more content and contact details. Or visit our Facebook pages at andnowpod or at leecushingpod. Follow us on Twitter at andnowpodcast or at leecushingpodcast. If you'd like to donate to us, please visit patreon.com forward slash andnowpodcast. And now, the podcast stops.